0: hello and welcome back to three person book club a podcast dedicated to reading reviewing and reacting to ya fantasy i am izzo and i'm sarah and we are your book club you of course are our third book club member we're so happy to have you We did it, y'all.
1: That's what you said in the last one, too. When we finished the tandem read, you were like, we did it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because it was so much. Like, being done is, like, an accomplishment. It is. Yeah, it's so much, and it was so bad. (laughs) Oh, my God, it was so bad. What a disappointing ending for seven books. We read seven books for it to end like that. What happened from the... The middle of the book to the end. I Nothing. really thought, I really thought that we were gonna go an episode talking about the Throne of Glass series that didn't that didn't have Sarah going, Nothing happened. But <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> well, I'll stop saying it when it
1: stops being true. Nothing <laughs> happened.
0: Here's the thing the entire book was like a thousand pages, but it really could have been 300.
1: Yeah, it really could happen. (laughs) It really could happen. What were we doing the whole time? In the first half of the book, nothing happened. Second half of the book, nothing happened until there was a big battle. And then, like, something happened, nothing happened, then it was over.
0: Yeah. And also, it wasn't even, it was very, it was a super anticlimactic battle. Okay. So we end. Aelin has her, like, super fire powers she uses to save anniel and the whole time i was like that was kind of lame why saving i didn't understand why L was so important still don't so that Lorcan and Alid could make up
1: okay not a good enough reason <laughs> i'm not saying it's a good reason but i think that is the only reason Oh, Why did and we so, have to save all of Anniel for them? Well, no. Okay, so I'll amend that. I think it was not just because Lorcan and Aliad needed to make up, but I think it was also so that we could see Aelin burn off all of the magic that she had saved up for Maeve.
0: I know. Well, it didn't matter anyway because she gave all her magic to the stupid lock.
1: Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, what if she had kept all that fucking magic that she stored up for Maeve? What if she had kept it for the lock? What if she had done that?
0: See, here's what I didn't understand. Why did she have to give all of her magic and half of Dorian's magic? Or I'm sorry, Dorian Senior, Dorian's dad, Stop. also named Dorian.
1: Okay, we were talking about two different things that pissed me off at the same time, <laughs> and I think my head's gonna explode, so we have to do one at a time for my okay, mental Okay, where health. do we wanna start? What do we, where, where do we wanna start? Let's start with the lock, because the lock made no sense, and we go through this whole series Working up to like from OG TOG, <laughs> OG Throne of Glass, <laughs> we have been we have known there's a lock. Well, not really. We've known that there's the word keys and they need to go into the word gate, and then we find out there's a lock. Mm-hmm. But we have known that this is coming since OG yeah. Throne of Glass, and then it finally gets here, and you know what happens? Fucking nothing. Nothing so that makes sense. It was so
0: disappointing. Okay,
1: why? First of all i mm, I'm like <laughs> I know, How do we both even break this down? both of our eyes are like twitching.
0: We're so annoyed <laughs> at this.
1: So, okay. Step 1. Why did Dorian and Elen doing it together not work?
0: That was my question because he has a ridiculous amount of raw magic and she has a ridiculous amount of fire magic. So mm-hmm. why could they not put them both together and do a half and half split seas, and then they would still be left with half of their magic? Because I, yes. it took all of Elena's magic and her life, right? But, like, she it has needs... a lot less power than uh, Aelin and Dorian.
1: Yes. So that, first of all. Second of all, it needs... it. I was thinking, like, as I was reading it, I was like, okay, it needs magic and also a life okay that makes sense to me like okay somebody has to die but then guess what fucking happened somebody died it was dorian senior so i don't understand why then she was like well i still have to die even after he died she was like i still have to die because it still needs that last bit of magic or whatever and i'm just like if it only needs one last bit of magic then why did dorian helping not work Or why did Dorian Dorian helping not work?
0: Right. I don't understand that either. Like, I feel like it was like we were told you need to fill this cup with four cups of water. That's how big the (laughs) cup is. It seemed like it was saying, okay, we have a bucket. The lock is a bucket. And in that bucket, we need like a gallon of water. And so Aylin is like, okay, well, all of my magic is a gallon of water. And Dorian is like, oh, well, all my ga- magic is a gallon of water. So it seems like they should have just been able to work together and give half a gallon and then have all their magic back. So I don't understand why Dorian gave half a gallon and Aylin gave two gallons. And then Dorian Sr. gave like three cups. Why did we need so much? Right. They told us we needed a certain amount for the lock, but then all of a sudden, we had like five different people using magic, and none of it was enough magic. I think they call that moving the goalposts.
1: And that's exactly what happened. You're exactly right. They said, here's what you have to do to create, to create the lock and to send everybody back. And then it actually wasn't that. They found a loophole, and it, it was a legitimate loophole, I thought. It was two people from the same bloodline, and it also like thematically worked.
0: Mm -hmm. because
1: Elena's whole thing is that she just kicked the can down the road and somebody else had to pay her price. But Aylin and Dorian were like, we both choose to pay this price together on behalf of our family, as a family. And then his dad chooses to pay that price on his behalf. So it all thematically would have worked, but then, I don't know,
0: SJM was just like, nope. No, she had to give all of her magic, because she wanted to be able to make Irene the hero. You called that a long time ago. Oh, that Irene was going to end up saving the day.
1: Yeah, she comes in really late for being, like, the whole hero of the series.
0: It almost makes me feel like SJM was like, oh, shit, I shouldn't have killed off Nehemia. Yeah,
1: I think it's that. And I think it's also, like, she was working toward a, a thematic structure that was like, you know, if, if Aelin saves the day through all of Aelin's magic and power, then it's just destructive power defeating destructive power yeah but with irene it's not destroying anyone it's destroying the evil and if there's nothing left if the thing is purely evil like erwin okay then nothing else uh, exists after that but like the idea that we can heal somebody who's infected with the Vogue is a in a completely new idea as of book six So I think somewhere, I don't think that was ever part of the plan, and I think somewhere along the line, she realized that she was going to have to turn her heroes into murderers unless she figured out some way to have them defeat Erowyn without becoming
0: like Erowyn and Maeve. You know, to me, that wasn't such a big deal because they had that moment already in Queen of Shadows. They didn't know that you could heal all the fog, so they were... Torturing them, killing mm-hmm. them, beheading them. They said the only way to save them was to behead them. Yeah. We have seen Dorian post Vogue possessed, and he is like not okay. No. He wasn't okay for a very long time. Yeah. Pretty much until Manon. So part of me is like, would it have been nicer to just be like, okay, all Vogue are dead? If she does
1: that, like, if if they just say, okay, everyone who's Volga infested or infected or whatever dies, then who's left? Because what she did is she established that they have an army of, like, 100,000. That's true. I hadn't thought about that. So either they're going to repopulate all of Aurelia or they're going to heal the people who are infected. Yeah. She did kind of write herself into a corner. She wrote herself into so many corners. And here's the thing. And I want to say this directly to SJM because I know she's listening. If you write yourself into a corner, you can write yourself right back out because you're writing it. (laughs) (laughs) You can write out the wall. Yes. You can write anything you want. You can just type it up on your computer or whatever you're using to write. And you can just write anything. And I know that you know that. Because you just write anything.
0: <laughs> you just make shit up all the time. You just make shit up all the time. <laughs> and we're stuck trying to figure out how it fits in. And God. you have a door knocker that also doesn't know how anything fits in. He might show up and is there is there an epilogue?
1: I am pissed that there is no epilogue because the book just fucking ends. You mm-hmm. cannot set up that all of these people are going to have these great lives, off doing whatever and falling in love and, and whatever, ruling kingdoms, and then not give us an epilogue. Has she not ever read Harry Potter? Has she not read anything? Even the Hunger Games has a sort of like
0: epilogue. There was one, it was it was a few months later, because there was one that was two weeks and that was Aelin getting crowned or whatever. Oh, yeah. And then there was one a little later when um, Lysandra and Adean left. Because they were like, we would have to prepare the castle for a few months time for their wedding. And like, that was, that was the ending they got.
1: Yeah. Okay. We get told
0: about a wedding. That's not enough.
1: We got to go back first and talk about Dorian Senior. Because that one will be brief. And I have a lot to say about it, but it'll be brief. Okay. It does not work as a payoff if you don't set it up in the first book. And that was not set up in the first book. That was a plot hole that she tried to fill in with bullshit writing. It is absolutely absurd. That he doesn't absurd. have a name? Yes. It is absolutely absurd <clears throat> that she went through a whole book. Actually, she went through several books until he died. Three books. Because he dies at the end of Air of Fire, right? Or Queen of Shadows. She, she dies four- at Queen of Shadows. She went through four books, just calling him the King of Otterlin. And it doesn't really matter a whole lot after the first book and after the first half of the second book because he's not really in the rest of those books until he dies. But she just calls him the King of Otterlin, and she doesn't ever suggest there is nothing... Like, no one ever goes like, hey, what is the king's name? And it doesn't even have to be that overt, but nobody ever hints that that is anything more than a mistake. So Mm -hmm. she made a mistake. She did bad writing... And then in the end was like, that wasn't bad writing. I planned that the whole time. It was a reveal. It was a twist. He doesn't doesn't have a name. Well, now he does. And it's Dorian. That's dumb.
0: Yeah. Well, here's the thing that also bothers me about him coming in at the end. And it's the same reason why his death bothered me. It's just like you said, there's no inkling that he could have been good the whole time. So it's like she realized she didn't want the king to be the big bad. She needed Parrington, who's actually Erowin, to be the big bad. But then Maeve. Yeah, but then also Maeve. But, like, it couldn't be the king. So she killed off the king. And in his last moments, he goes, but I was good, actually. I tried to fight as long as I could. And I'm just like, I don't buy that. No. But we're forced to buy it. It's, like, shoved into our cart. It's, like, the U2 album from years ago that just showed up on everyone's iPhones. Like, no one wanted it, but it was there.
1: Doesn't it feel so far from, like, sometimes when I was reading Kingdom of Ash, I would remember when Selena is fighting Kane and she's, like, getting the crap beat out of her and Kaol is at the edge of the the little ring thing and he's, like, get up. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? Like that moment was so good for me in a book that was frankly i did not think was very good mm-hmm. but that that moment felt so good and f- so motivated and like payoff and character development and all that kind of stuff those feel like totally different people from a totally different book series
0: i was going to say if you read if you read the whole series this does not feel like it fits in with the series
1: no it doesn't
0: You should stop at Queen of Shadows. Fully. I I really think, yeah. Queen of Shadows by far has the best ending, and it feels the best, too. Like, Mm -hmm. are you really missing out on much? Not really. No,
1: you're missing out on closure with Manon. That's pretty much it.
0: Yeah, but, like...
1: Because Manon is still evil. Well, she's still a a bad witch.
0: Yeah, she's still with the iron teeth. Mm -hmm. But, like... I don't know, she didn't get much of a better ending anyway. That's true. That's a-
1: well, she became the Croken Queen and I loved that. Let's yeah. talk about people's endings now. Let's, okay. Let's segue into that. Let's talk about people's endings and let's start with Manon. Yeah, cuz we started with her automatically. So she she's the last Croken Queen and she led the Crokens and the iron teeth some of them to victory and mm-hmm. Broke the curse, although it was really the 13 who broke the curse, which, by the way, I called so I know. accurately.
0: I know. But that also made me mad. Like, not that you called it, because that was, like, really good. But it made me mad how many things we called. We're not yeah. supposed to predict correctly. Well, we're very smart. <laughs> A lot of the time we say we're so dumb, so that was very nice. Oh, yeah. Well, we are smart. And we, are, we
1: both have degrees in this, not in um this specific thing but basically in this
0: storytelling
1: yeah yeah and, and these all follow all of these books follow very specific clear structures for the most part they're supposed to <laughs> they're supposed to yeah <laughs> yeah they're supposed to yeah th- that's why it's so frustrating when things don't make sense because uh something that is unmotivated and that doesn't make sense is not the same thing as a twist and I love twists. I love to be surprised. I love the surprising but inevitable ending. It's yes. something that, that is, you you get to it and you're like, whoa, I never saw that coming. But that is the only way it could have ended. Wow, that feels so good. And I was hoping for that here. And we didn't get it. And I think that we could have gotten it with Manon. Because the surprising but inevitable ending with her would have had to have been. She becomes the queen of all of the witches. She's a witch queen. And she breaks the curse. Like, that's the inevitable part, inevitable part of the ending. Mm-hmm. The surprising part should not have been that the 13 sacrificed themselves for that. Because that, it's not surprising. It was so clear that they were built to do that from the very yeah. beginning.
0: They're the only ones that
1: would have. Yeah, and half of them were nameless. Yeah. Half of them weren't even, like, mentioned of course they're expendable and the one that that hurts the most although i'm gonna be honest the one that hurt the most for me was sorrel is that how you say her name oh maybe i think it's also or sorrel oh i don't know well anyway i said a sorrel in my head let me look it up
0: see the one that hurt for me the most was astrin see okay wait let me i'm typing i can't talk while typing i know i'm sorry that's okay Sometimes when you type I talk to just like fill the space to keep the momentum.
1: Sorrel is what it is. Sorrel. Sorrel. So the one that the one that hurt the most for me was Sorrel because she was I, I just identify with somebody who is so concerned with logistics. <laughs> <laughs> Astron to me feels exactly like the type of person who would sacrifice herself for Manon because yeah. she's She's wild and she's passionate and she will do that for people that she loves. Sorrel did not feel that way to me. And that's why it hurt me more because she was so specific and and logical and reasonable and always kept Manon really grounded. Um, I know in my heart that she was the one who coordinated <laughs> them all doing the yielding at the same time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, of course but she that's, did. Maybe that's part of the surprising but inevitable ending is that that she also sacrificed
0: herself. Yeah, that was also disappointing though because then Manon had no one. I mean, she yeah. had Petra, and she had she had Petra, and she had the one from the Crokins, Glennis and Bronwyn.
1: Yeah, Manon now has nobody because all of the thirteen did the yielding and mm-hmm. blew themselves and the witch tower up, and it bought them a little bit of time. It didn't get them incinerated, but then Manon was left with nobody except. Like, she's left with people still. She has witches who she's queen over, but she's not left with anyone who she's close to. She anyone has no that family. knows her. hmm The only one she has is Dorian, and then they're just like, you know what?
0: We're not going to be together. So, like, I, I don't understand why they're not together and why instead they have, like, a cheeky, well, I guess I could come visit winky face. And yeah. it's like, w- why?
1: This is where an epilogue would have been nice because, um, Dorian needs to go back to Rifthold and he needs to be king of Otterland yeah. for a while. And Manon needs to go to the wastes. She spent her whole life, um, wanting to see the wastes and they're finally, like, it's finally livable and she's going to lead the witches back to their homelands. And I, I think that's great. She should be there and he should be there. Yeah. But I want them to find each other again, not just yes. do a long distance relationship where they're like flying back and forth to see each other, like and and presumably just hook up, you know? Yeah. And the whole thing where Dorian was like, you know, she doesn't want to be tied down to a a man or something like that, and I'm just kind of like, is that true? Because when she talks about Astrid, um, you know, waiting around for or like checking on her, um, Hunter woodsman whatever um she talks about that like like she wants that she talks about regret of not having that
0: so like i feel like dorian is very clearly her huntsman but it doesn't make sense for him to be the huntsman because like astrin goes back and never talks to him again just like checks in on him and the hunter was always waiting for her and I don't think Manon and Dorian deserve that ending. I don't think they need that.
1: And Manon, for Manon to not learn from Astron in that way, like Astron would, if Astron were still alive, she would tell her, "Don't do that." Yeah. Go be with him. Yeah. And and also that's why I thought was going to happen too, because Maeve reveals that with Dorian's magic, he can be immortal. So I was like, great, they can be immortal together.
0: Yeah, but no. No, apparently not. So that was very frustrating.
1: Okay, uh, what about... And that I feel like that kind of wraps up Dorian's ending, too, because after the lock, Dorian basically does nothing.
0: Yeah, he doesn't fight as much because it still took half of his power, too. So yeah. once again, how much power did this stupid lock need? So, okay, whatever. He doesn't have as much power, so he fights a little bit.
1: One small aside while we're talking about Dorian and the lock and... All of that stuff. I was very frustrated that they they decided to go do the lock first before going to battle, but I understand why they did, so that Erowyn could be taken off the battlefield before they got there, so they might stand a chance.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Except that Aelin is a fucking dumbass. Mm-hmm. Nope. That's it. Period. End of thought. I get that she was like, I believe in Irene. But Irene is pregnant, first of all, Mm -hmm. and also taking care of Yeah, and is one person. And so to gamble everyone's lives on the ability of one person and assuming that that person can get there in time before everybody else dies. I mean, it was so irresponsible. And for somebody who has like plan A, B, C, D, all the way down to Z... It did not make any sense. It was totally out of character.
0: Like use all of your power, wipe out all of those forces and protect your people, and then when they are wiped out enough to give you like a day's reprieve, then do the lock. Because after the battle, when Irene stops Erowyn, every Vogue disappeared with him. Automatically. Everyone just collapsed. I was like, Oh, Aileen, you big She could have ended the whole thing. buffoon. You could Mm -hmm. have ended everything. I don't understand why she tried to make a deal with Deanna. She met Deanna. Deanna tried to possess her and was like, I bet I could blow up this whole town just for fun. Why would you make? You're going to try and make a deal with that? No. No. She's not going to. She's not going to listen. Are you kidding me?
1: So why not make the deal with Mala? If Elena is her daughter and she clearly
0: remembers. I didn't understand why they needed to go, why they wanted to go to a different dimension either. Cause they were like, we aren't from here. And I'm like, but the Fae are from here.
1: Yeah. That's what I'm kind of confused about too. And I thought it was just cause I didn't read closely, but you do read closely. So hearing that you're confused. So I'm
0: but- like, so I don't understand why all the gods needed to go through the lock. Like no. I thought the lock was just purely for the Volg.
1: Yeah, I did too. But they
0: wanted to go back to their own dimension. And I'm just kind of like... Why? But there's too much of this book for it to be a concluding book. There's too yeah. much that didn't make any sense. And
1: for a th- a almost 1,000 pages, it's 980 pages. There were so many other ways to do this. Like, why is it a lock that has to be forged? And why does somebody have to die? And why can't we... Like, if Maeve can travel in, be- in between dimensions, why not say, hey, Maeve, I know that you want erwin gone and the word gate locked so find a different way to do this and we will help you push erwin through that door yeah and then deal with mave on your own later because clearly you can so team up with mave against erwin like that would ha! Ah, that would have been such a better story for the final book is that they have to team up with mave to get rid of erwin but then they have to get themselves out of that web
0: yeah and it like it's like she realized that when she sent Dorian to Morath, but then was like, oh, this is too messy. Never mind. He's just going to betray her and run away. There,
1: it's like she made the world too big and then focused on the wrong things. I mean, and, and this is a complaint that we've had since like book three or book four. There's just, there are too many storylines to follow. Did we need Lorcan and a lead? we could have cut their characters entirely out of this entire series because she couldn't do them justice. Lorcan and Alid's finale actually makes me kind of upset because they finally like fall in love and are like, we're in love now. And then they're
0: like, all we get from them is bye. Have a safe trip. That's all they get. We get to like laugh about Lord Lorkin Lockin. And then, Mm -hmm. like, we don't even know if they make it safely to Parent. We don't know what Parent looks like because it was completely sacked during the battle. We don't know if Lorcan becomes a better person. Like, we don't know. We don't know if Alid learns to read.
1: She's got to learn how to read. By the end of Kingdom of Ash, I think she had just run out of
0: steam and was like, whatever. I know. And you know what? I don't blame her. It's a thousand pages. But like, it didn't have to be a thousand pages. It's the big thing. It really did not have to be. Like, how many pages are spent just on Adean being sad or like, oh, we're so outnumbered by Morath. How many pages are just that? What about Adean and Lysandra? Another couple that was totally
1: ruined by this book.
0: Their getting together was spoiled for me with how awful he treated her in the beginning. It was too, it got too
1: dark. Mm -hmm. They lost too much. They hated each other too much. They treated each other too badly for it to all just like go away. Like there weren't enough pages left to undo what she did in the first half of the book.
0: Honestly, we were promised a lot of sacrifice in this book. The whole premise was sacrifice. And the only person who died were the 13 and Gabriel. Oh, yeah. Okay, let's talk about Gabriel because I am really pissed. (laughs) He
1: didn't need to die. He He did not need to die at all. He did not need to die, and he died for no reason. He did nothing. He could have stayed on the inside of the doors. They could have shut the doors because he is strong as fuck because Mm -hmm. we have established that. He did not buy them any time. He could have helped them from the inside, and now he gets, like, a Dian gets to not... He doesn't get to have a relationship with his dad. I know. It
0: is mind-boggling. Go. So it also made me mad because... Like, you and I are like, he didn't need to die. And Adian in the book is like, he didn't need to die. He could have stayed inside and fought them off. And we could have closed it with him inside. If your character in the book is saying, this doesn't make sense, fix it, ma'am. Fix it. Because obviously your subconscious is saying, this doesn't make sense. We should change this. And you know what? It's so unfair because Gabriel is waiting for the blood oath. Mhm. for Adian to get it first. And I was yes. like that's great. I loved that. Yeah, that was really lovely. But then he still gets it before Adian because she gives it to him post hom post Oh,
1: posthumously? Ooh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> posthumously. So she was waiting to give Gabriel the blood oath after she gave it to Adian, but then Adian still got the fucking blood oath last. The only person who didn't get the blood oath before Adian was Lysandra and lead. It's if, so frustrating. So frustrating. Is there anyone else who, Oh, I guess we didn't talk about Rowan and Aelin's ending. She's queen, Rowan is rebuilding Terracen shirtless, and then the field is blooming with those peace flowers. I did like that. That was nice. It made me cry, but also it's, It was set up. Also,
1: like it was a setup and it was a payoff
0: yeah and also i cry at the end of like every book i cried when the 13 died i did cry when the 13 died that that moment
1: i was frustrated because i felt like they didn't need to die and because i felt like in the battle they died too early mm-hmm. because they died and what really needed to happen is they needed to get to that final battle and it's mave and erwin in the witch tower And Aelin has to make a choice. She either goes after Maeve or she goes after the Witch Tower. And of course, she's going to go after Maeve. So then it leaves the 13 to do the Witch Tower. Yeah. And if that happened at the same time as the Maeve and Erwin thing, maybe it would have been a lot, but I feel like it would have been a really good time for that to happen because then their sacrifice would have felt a lot more important.
0: When it was happening, I was like, did they have to all sacrifice? They couldn't have just like tricked the Wyvern into turning around and using it on the that's
1: a good point
0: also right so i think they should have just tried to turn the tower because honestly an army of a hundred thousand was so ridiculous to me i was like there's no way that they can continue to have a hundred thousand i think
1: you're right and i think that part of the reason it felt like that is because she was writing other books at this time and she was over this series and so she was just like i don't know stuff (laughs)
0: yeah honestly it felt like she wanted it to end in queen of shadows queen of shadows felt like an ending
1: the it's called throne of glass and the glass castle and the glass throne are destroyed in queen of shadows
0: the jump in book size from queen of shadows to empire of storms is Uh ridiculous so it makes me think that she was just like told to write a certain number of pages left for the series by her publisher or whatever as like part of her book deal. Honestly, she should have used those that three book deal to just make a, a new trilogy. So if it had just ended in Queen of Shadows, give us a 20-page epilogue about Dorian being freed. We can have a very quick introduction of Kaol getting healed in the southern continent, but actually mm-hmm. he doesn't even need to go to the southern continent. They can reach out to the... Kale could have s-
1: died. Kale could have died in book four and nothing would be different.
0: But no, if we end up book four, Queen of Shadows, then Rowan and Aelin are together.
1: They would have need to needed to have tied up all the word keys and that kind of stuff, but it, that could have happened. Mm-hmm. We knock out magic, now we can find the word gate, and the glass castle is shattered, and we're done.
0: It felt like more of a conclusion. Alright, you ready for a review? I am. I feel like okay. we did a lot of reviews. Let's see what other people think.
1: We still have to write our review. Are oh my god. Zero stars. Just kidding. Zero. Zero. This is a this is a one star review from Iving. Okay. Hi, Iving. And Iving says, please tell me Aelin and Rowan die.
0: <gasps> they don't. <laughs> they don't sorry i can't tell you that
1: (laughs) hate to break it to you (laughs) this is also a one star um, review and it is from i don't know if it's pronounced nina or nenia okay um but sorry if i mispronounced your name um i'm ready and she so she gave it a, a one star and she says I am an adult, but sometimes I have moments where my juvenile side screams to get out. And let me tell you, I am trying so hard right now not to call this book kingdom of ass (laughs) trying, but not really succeeding because it really was a kingdom of ass. This book sucked. And you know, it's funny because I've been seeing nothing but five star reviews for this book in my feed. And so many people commenting on my reviews for the earlier books in the series saying, no, you don't understand. You have to read all the books to like them and give them a fair chance. I thought I was giving the books a fair chance by reading the first one, but jokes on you because I read the whole damn series minus tower of yawn.
0: Ooh, that's a good title. And also that is a good accurate. Title.
1: And I actually liked them less. <gasps> so interesting. She read throne of glass and then was like, they just got worse from there, which seems impossible to me, but I whatever. Teach their they own. did
0: get better. And then they got worse again.
1: That's true. I will never understand the hype behind the series. Um, it's not that I'm opposed to reading trash. I do in abundance, but the story itself isn't that interesting. It's, it reads like bad fan fiction. Yes. The main character, Celery.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love that so much.
1: Is a special chosen one who acquires more and more special powers and bed partners as the series goes on only to finally settle on her chosen soulmate. So her special journey takes her across many kingdoms. And eventually she realizes that she isn't a poor assassin slash orphan. She's a magical fairy princess. Excuse me. I just choked on my tea while writing that. Good Lord. It sounds even worse when written out on paper. What are we doing here? Trading one kind of special for another, like their Pokemon cards and calling it character development. Also, I know that's a good one. This, this is actually the best line in the entire review.
0: Okay. And I promise
1: like hand to God, this is what it says. Also, all caps, nothing happens.
0: (laughs) Look, she's not, this person is
1: not wrong. Alexa, play Vindicated by Dashboard Confessional. (laughs) Okay, there are action scenes, but there's also a lot of talking. And the dialogue in this book, picture the annoying, pretentious way that people talk when they are satirizing rich 1920s New Yorkers with monocles. That's basically how the people in these books talk.
0: I love this person.
1: This review is so good. I know. It is so good. Um, okay. She's she's talking about why it's problematic, and there are lots of paragraphs on this, so I'll just skip to one that I know that you and I had talked about previously. Mm-hmm. I also thought it was really gross when Dorian shapeshifts into a female form, and even though they're in the middle of a war, he's like, I wonder if I have time to go to my tent and fa- find out how to make women purr with pleasure, by which he means, of course, sneak off and masturbate and play Find the Clit. First of all, purr with pleasure sounds like the sort of dirty talk a creep at a bar would use. You know, the ones with the pencil stashes. Ugh. Second of all, gross. You're in the body of the opposite sex and your first thought is, let's objectify it. Oh, Dorian, what happened to you? You used to be cool. Ooh. I know. Kingdom of Ass is also the book where everyone gets paired up, even though it doesn't make sense. I don't see Manon and Dorian as a couple. I don't like Lorcan and Alid. Who the hell is Irene and why did she magic KL out of a wheelchair? Okay, I, I have an issue with that, because you already said you didn't read Tower of Yawn.
0: Yeah, it is, it is covered pretty explicitly in, Cow- in Tower of Yawn.
1: Yeah, and you can't be like, she didn't explain why they're together. Who the heck is Irene? And then be like, I, well, I skipped
0: one of the books in the series. I know, so the I, whole book about Irene and Kaol and them falling in love.
1: SJM also takes her plot holes and oversights and turns them into MacGuffins. Why doesn't this character remember X thing, a magical spell? Why doesn't this important character have a first name? A magical spell. Okay, why was the only person of color in the book at the time killed off? A magical freaking spell. I still haven't forgiven SJM for killing off Nehemia. Me too, girl.
0: Neither have we. Trust me, we bring yeah. her up as often as we can. She didn't need to die. We discovered that in Kingdom of Ass.
1: Yeah, but we knew. We knew the whole time she I didn't know need we to die. Did. And when all else fails, she'll railroad character development into the ground to get what she wants in the story. Kale's betrayal that pushed Aelin slash Celery into the arms of Rowan? Bullshit. Rowan going from psychotic jerk to a pussycat? Bullshit. Dorian going from charming playboy to sex-obsessed creep who is utterly incompetent at his job? Bullshit. Manon going from warrior queen to I love you, Snookums, war is so divine. Bullshit. Aelin slash Celery getting special power upon special power stacked up to the point where she's basically a god? Super Bullshit.
0: Ooh, these are all very good points. She's super good good points.
1: (laughs) At least with some of the other books, primarily two and three, I could at least find something to like. But when the books started to become literal doorstops with the redeeming elements spaced further and further out, I started to like the books less and less. This book should have had a date with a team of editors and about 400 pages shaved off, maybe 200 if you actually enjoy POV switches. I don't. But yes, I'm finally done with the series, minus, as I said, Tower of Yawn, which I no longer want to read. And surprise, surprise, reading all the books didn't change my opinion of the series. Just goes to show that diehard stands will grasp for any excuse to invalidate your opinion. Ooh. Okay, so that was the ending, but that was an update, actually, to a previous review. (gasps) Yes, of this book. Because what I found out on Goodreads, and like, don't at me, I'm new to Goodreads culture... But I guess what people do is they they do their review first before they read the book. And they say what they think is going to happen or what they think of the cover or, like, whatever. And then they do their review afterwards, too. So here was her first review before she read the book. My prediction for the ending... Aelin died in her stupid box at the bottom of the stupid ocean because she was a stupid and nobody liked her except Rowan. And that didn't matter because he was stupid as well. And so were his tail t- so were his fail tattoos and all of the mistakes he'd made in life. In fact, he was poisoned by the ink and died too. <laughs> and then Nehemia woke up and realized that the last 5,000 pages of bullshit were all just a dream. She, Kael, and Dorian frolicked into a forest somewhere. A forest that had no stupid in it at all.
0: Oh man, I gotta say you're way off base, but what an interesting what an interesting story you just wove.
1: Okay, here's another one. This is from Wybee. Okay YB says this was a whole ass ride. I don't think we rode this I don't think I didn't think it was a ride. <laughs> it's pretty one note, pretty flat. Oh. Rin says since everyone is making five star reviews months in advance, I thought I'd make a one star review because I know it's gonna suck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's amazing. Rin, great job. Amazing. Yeah, good job, Rin. <laughs> All right, you ready to write our review? I'm I'm done with this series. I just can't remember a time that I have been so disappointed in a finale. You ready? Yeah. How many stars, Izzo? How many stars are we doing? Okay, look, I want to give it one star, but I feel like probably two stars.
1: Yeah, it was okay. So what it says is... One star was, I did not like it. Two stars is, it was okay. Three stars is, I liked it. Four stars is, I really liked it. And five stars is, it was amazing. Here's the thing. I feel like that star rating is flawed. I think five stars should be, it was amazing. Four stars should be, I liked it. Three stars should be, it was okay. Two stars should be, I did not like it. And one star should be, I really did not like it or it was terrible. Yeah. It's like they don't want you to say it was terrible. No, which I guess makes sense because, like,
0: authors will go...
1: SJM has a lot of money. She does not care if we give her two stars or one star.
0: Yeah, well, I'm going to go with two stars. I really didn't like it. What do you want to say? I'm starting off with nothing happens. Nothing happens, and yet also it's incredibly disappointing of an ending. (laughs) It throws together conclusions to cover plot holes and... Any questions anyone has, but not in a way that is satisfying or impressive, considering it took us seven books to get here. But it makes me really mad that we were told Aelin has to die. And so my idea was giving up her eternal life, so she's stuck with just a mortal life. But instead she gives up her mortal life and is stuck being
1: immortal yes that does not make sense it it she should have if there was any loophole she should have had to give up her immortal life
0: and be mortal i'm just like it's it's not a sacrifice then because oh what she loses her humanity okay who cares yeah so we okay so you want to hear what
1: i have so far yeah or do you want to just keep going
0: now I want to hear, maybe we'll build some more. I can't think of anything else I want to say. I'm too annoyed. Okay, two stars.
1: Ugh. In 980 pages, you would think that something would happen, but no, nothing happens. Mm. It has a disappointing ending, doesn't pay off the big things that were set up, and throws together conclusions to cover plot holes. A seven-book journey should have a more impressive, motivated ending. There were too many characters and too much time spent with Adian and Lysandra in extreme immediate danger. Can't be that immediate if it lasts 900 pages, can it? Mm -hmm. SGM couples up all the characters, but robs us of a true epilogue to see how any of those characters fare in their new, better world. We've spent so much time with these characters, but their endings were so hastily thrown together that it felt unsatisfying. So many loose ends for such an expansive series. This series should have ended with Queen of Shadows. It It felt more conclusive in so many ways. Also... One spicy pepper on our five pepper scale.
0: Yeah, wasn't very spicy. Was not very spicy.
1: All right, I'm posting it.
0: Yay! Look at us. But you know what? The one, the big positive takeaway, we no longer have to read this series.
1: That's true. We can move on to a new series. So, what, or a new book, what Mm -hmm. new book are we moving on to?
0: We are moving on to The Atlas Six by olivey e. blake okay so i'm going to read the summary on the back of the book the alexandrian society caretakers of lost knowledge from the greatest civilizations of antiquity are the foremost secret society of magical academicians in the world those who earn a place among the alexandrians will secure a life of wealth power and prestige beyond their wildest dreams and each decade only the six most uniquely talented magicians are selected to be considered for initiation. Enter the latest round of six, Libby Rhodes and Nico de Verona, unwilling halves of an unfathomable whole, who exert uncanny control over every element of physicality. Raina Mori, a naturalist who can intuit the language of life itself, Parisa Kamali, a telepath who can traverse the depths of the subconscious, navigating worlds inside the human mind, Calum Nova, an empath easily mistaken for a manipulative illusionist, who can influence the intimate workings of a person's inner self. Finally, there is Tristan Kane, who can see through illusions to a new structure of reality, an ability so rare that neither he nor his peers can fully grasp its implications. When the candidates are recruited by the mysterious Atlas Blakely, they are told they will have one year to qualify for initiation, during which time they will be permitted preliminary access to the society's archives and judged based on their contributions to various subjects of impossibility. Time and space, luck and thought, life and death. Five, they are told, will be initiated. One will be eliminated. The six potential initiates will fight to survive the next year of their lives, and if they can prove themselves to be the best among their rivals, most of them will. Most of them. Wow. I know. It sounds very interesting. And also, um, Book Twitter is, like, obsessed with it. So for this one, we're just going to read the whole thing. It is only 379 pages.
1: Oh, my God. That is so short compared to this.
0: Behemoth. Hellscape. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, are we going to start off with a review to get us ready? Yeah. Yes. Let's let's start out with a review. Okay.
1: Okay. So, here we go. Two reviews to start us out on The Alice Six. Okay, I'm ready. This is a five-star review from Elliot. Okay, Elliot. Elliot says an absolute triumph. <gasps> this book is unlike anything I've ever read. The plot is an impeccably precise web of tension between finely wrought characters, each achingly human and more than human. The blend of magic and science, history and mythology, reaches the deliciously hyperbolic heights of superheroes and sci-fi, but is always grounded by questions of morality, physical and psychological limitations, and the laws of conservation. This was a feast, cerebral yet unpretentious, dangerous yet tender, wholly original yet achingly familiar. With a nuanced, finely balanced understanding of humans and a deft hand for making the impossible feel plausible, Olive e. Blake has created something that feels like a window into an alternate universe rather than a work of fiction. I can't wait to find out what happens next.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: And then this is a two star review from Danny.
0: Alright, Danny. Called
1: I Wanted to Love It.
0: <gasps> I'm I'm gonna be I've honest, heard- I'm a little worried that we're gonna be Danny.
1: I purchased this book as it was always popping up on my Amazon recommended page. After glancing at the star reviews, I decided to give it a shot as I always wanted to support and I always want to support an indie writer artist in any way I can. With that said, this book had so much potential and the story left me severely disappointed. I wanted to love it, but it fell flat in so many ways that I had to force myself to get through it and not add it to my ever growing DNF pile. This book needed three major things one it desperately needed an editor oh yikes! i understand that this is a self-published book but the story needed editing not only for grammatical or spelling errors but for time consistency logic and the flow of the story
0: oh yikes i didn't know that it was self-published
1: i didn't know that either two the book needed a plot a basic plot
0: oh no (laughs)
1: It started out well and seemed to have a plot right up until you get, get past the initial and only action scene in the story. After that, there's no real storyline and you're literally just reading a bunch of dialogue. Oh. Three, better character and world building. I disfavored every character in this story. Each character is so pretentious that it seems it, it deems them dislikable. I'm not against two characters having tension, some witty back and forth, but their dialogue is extremely drawn out. And I read another review that described it as asking questions that go unanswered is not a shortcut in making your character sound smart. Ooh. Uh Uh-huh.
0: Interesting. So this is
1: a very, very long review, but that was the the gist of it. Ooh. Had a lot of potential, but did not fulfill. So I'm excited because this could go either way.
0: I know. It really does seem like it'll go either way. I think, honestly, I think we're going to like the characters a lot. I mm-hmm. am not sure about the plot, but I do think we're going to like the characters. That's my prediction. If you have mm. any um, comments or anything that you want to add about the Throne of Glass series, um, you can reach out to us on Twitter. We are at 3PBC underscore podcast. Um, let us know your thoughts or our email, which is 3 podcast at gmail.com. Um, or if you're really into the Atlas Six and you want to tell us your thoughts or what you're excited about for the book, you can reach out to us for that too.
1: So we're also moving to every other week posting our podcast. So in two weeks, um, we will post with the Atlas Six.
0: Thanks again for joining us on Three Person Book Club and we will see you guys in two weeks. Happy reading.